Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. I am your host, Grace Scotto. Today's episode is going to revolve around the basis of growing up and what that means, which I know that's a very broad statement, but I am up for the challenge and I can't wait for you guys to see what I have planned. I always plan my episodes, as you know, on a Google Docs every week and what I have written, I am very excited to share and hopefully it will mean something to you guys and maybe even help some of you who are struggling. To hop right into it to books of the week, I cannot wait to talk about the books that I've read. I finished The Hopeless Series by Colleen Hoover. I talked about that in my last podcast episode, which go listen. If you haven't already, I talk about hustle culture. Super interesting. It was really fun to make. Um, But anyways, The Hopeless Series was seriously incredible. I don't know how Colleen Hoover does it. Like, all hail Colleen Hoover. There, it's a trend now where people are like, ew, Colleen Hoover is so overrated and she's just not it, which that's just, that's embarrassing for you because Colleen Hoover is amazing. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Anyways, afterwards, I read The Unhoneymooners by Christina Loren, who might be a fan of the pod because as you guys know, I always post book recs on my stories on my Instagram account for this podcast and she has been viewing all of my stories recently and like likes all my stories and that's just insane because I've read a couple of her books and I'm obsessed with her like I love her so much so that made me so happy um but basically that was a book about this wedding and basically the the bride and the groom are unable to go on their honeymoon I'm not gonna say why or spoil it but this the the bride's sister and the groom's brother end up going together and they are enemies like they cannot stand each other so they have to pretend to be married on this trip because they have to like pretend to be the bride and groom going on the honeymoon if that makes any sense but it's a really really good rom-com it was so funny but had such an amazing plot and i feel like so many people overlook romance and comedy books and like think oh the plot's just thrown out the window but I promise you it was so good I loved it and would reread it again if I could well I can but I would just reread it over and over again I am now currently reading the Spanish love deception by Elena Arams I have heard so much about this book so many people have raved about it I'm only on chapter five so I can't really dive in too much um, on what it's about because I'm not really sure yet myself but I'm sure it'll be done by next week, so I will let you guys know what I thought of it. But it's been trending a lot, and one of my friends told me that it is one of her fave books, so I'm very excited to keep reading and really dive into it. More on the mental health side of things. Recently, I have been doing a ton of journaling. This start of this past week was actually kind of rough for me, A wave of depression crept upon me and I felt super sad and anxious and I didn't have like an exact reason why. I was just thinking so much about the upcoming school year and how nervous I am for school to start back up and just like other little inner struggles I've been having but I was unable to get out of bed on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. I just felt so unmotivated. I didn't want to do anything. Just really down in the dumps but I met with my therapist and since then I am doing so much better. But recently, I have been journaling and manifesting, 
something that's been super helpful and good if you want to take a break from just venting in your journal is creating a list of things that you're grateful for, which is something that I did on Tuesday. And I just felt so much better doing it. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but the beginning of this past week, it was just such a struggle for me and I just wasn't feeling my best. But doing that really helped and like cleared the air, like to really open my eyes and show that, you know, life is just more than your struggles and there are a lot of beautiful things around us. And that helped. And this helps bring good energy back to you, which boosts, 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 boosts the likeliness of your manifestations. So I wanted to share some of the things that I am grateful for that I wrote down in my journal this past week because it's seriously such an amazing thing and journaling is so overlooked and so many people think it's overrated, but I am here to tell you that it is so worth it. So the things that I am grateful for, my family and friends, plus their never ending support, freshly brewed coffee in the morning, the color sage, sage green. I'm a sage green gal forever. (laughs) The power of books and my personal library in my room, music, especially Spotify premium comes in clutch. The smell after it rains, my podcast and weekly listeners who are dedicated to what I have to say, which I find kind of shocking considering I'm just rambling on most of the time. Abstract art, the sun soaking into my back, which makes me feel warm on a summer day. It's like a blanket, my favorite thing. Crystals and their properties. And lastly, Trader Joe's flowers. I could go on and on, but those are some of the things I wrote down on Tuesday. And it kind of helped me sort of work my way out of the funk that I was dealing with. So highly recommend. Even if you're feeling good and great, it's still so important to write and talk about things that you're grateful for. So let this be a sign for you to journal, speak, or even shout into the universe things that you are grateful for. Also, let it be known that your struggles do not define you and you will get through what you're currently going through and what's ahead. And this is a perfect transition to the quote of the week. And when I found this, I always take a while to find my quotes because it's a lot of pressure to find. There are millions and millions of quotes and it was a lot of pressure, but I was really happy when I found this one. And it is, forgive yourself for not knowing better until you knew better. And that's by Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou, yeah, Maya Angelou, not Lou, Maya Angelou, <laughs> oh my god, um, I think this quote is one of the many ways to describe what it truly means to grow up. We cannot learn from our mistakes unless we make them, and let me tell you, I have made a ton of mistakes, and I'm sure you have too, like, everyone makes mistakes, and therefore, this is super fitting for this episode, and it's a great segue into the main topic. So the first thing I want to talk about, growing up is nothing like a coming of an age movie or a Disney Channel special like High School Musical. Growing up is never easy. You hold on to things that were and you wonder what's to come. TV and the media around us, like always, likes to glorify the idea that growing up is fun, easy, and filled with only a little bit of sadness and struggles. Sometimes this makes us feel like we're doing something wrong especially when we see influencers or young teen celebrities with their lives already mapped out and set in front of them, which causes so much pressure and anxiety. And I feel like we're even exposed to this at such a young age because 
characters in Disney movies, Disney Channel, whatever, have their own set hobby for them, which means that like each character typically has a passion set throughout the whole movie and hypothetically throughout their whole life. For example, Troy Bolton and his singing and basketball, Shake It Up, the girls and their dancing. But realistically, I have, and I know you guys have too, have tried millions of different things and would get discouraged when I couldn't find the perfect fitting activity that fulfilled me. From Irish dance to painting to being in band and chorus, I have never really found something that screamed my name or really felt good enough. Luckily, this podcast has helped me a lot, but I still get easily discouraged, especially when an episode does not do as well as planned. But seriously, though, I feel like from such a young age, I was a Disney Channel fan. I've watched pretty much everything on Disney Channel. I am a stan till the day I die. But I feel like every character, even if it was a show, each person had their own hobby that defined them. Whether they were the nerdy kid who loved school, science, whatever, to the dancers, singers, whatever. I know I always felt a little discouraged growing up because I never found the perfect thing for me. And it was so frustrating. I moved on from dance. I tried art only to realize that I am not the best at art. Um, I tried singing chorus. If you heard my chorus, I think I have videos still actually, but if you heard my um, singing and chorus, then whoo, singing is not it. I actually did go through a Taylor Swift phase as a kid. I mean, I love Taylor Swift. Don't get me wrong. I am a full-blown Swifty, but you know those like home videos? <laughs> well, I'm sure somewhere deep down in the depths of our computer, you can find home videos of me screaming and singing at the top of my lungs in the kitchen every single song by Taylor Swift I was really into the reputation era I was just I loved her anyways moving on but yeah definitely like was trying to enchannel my inner Gabriella from high school musical and was discouraged when I found out that getting on a stage and performing is not as easy as you think it is But realistically, most teenagers, young adults, and beyond struggle with so many different things, including mental health, which is so easily overlooked, especially when hearing phrases by adults like, teenagers are just dramatic, or teenagers have it easy, like kids will be kids. But really, an estimated 49.5% of adolescents have a mental disorder. Of the adolescents with any said mental struggle, is an estimated 22.2% have a have a severe impairment. And this are these statistics are within the United States, not globally, but throughout the United States, like almost 50% of teenagers and young adults struggle with mental health issues, which is so overlooked and not a lot of people notice. And I know we are typically like especially teenagers more, you know, specifically, but like we are pinpointed as like, oh, you know, they're just moody or whatever. But seriously, though, some teenagers, including myself, I have struggled with mental health. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I have raging hormones. And when I'm on my period, I'm a bitch. (laughs) But like, seriously, I have struggled with depression that is completely unrelated to those things. 
and it's such an overlooked thing and the media things that we see on tv socials whatever it may be even in school tend to glorify this idea that growing up is kind of like a coming of age movie yeah you have the struggle whatever but then you get to the climax the turning point and then the resolution and then all's well when seriously some of us are struggling with pretty hardcore things that a lot of a lot of people don't notice i know i've said this before but i've told people or people listen to my podcast and have texted me like omg like you don't seem like the type of person to have depression or you're always so happy like you don't seem like the type of person to struggle and i get that because i am you know like i come most people pinpoint mental health issues with like abusive families or certain things like that I've never really struggled with that. I have such an amazing support system. So, so many people are shocked when they find out that I've struggled with OCD, anxiety, depression, whatever. And that just kind of goes to show how stigma and just society in general has pinpointed certain people and associated them with mental health issues. And then the others are just growing up and are just moody teenagers, if that makes sense. And therefore, that is why I say growing up is really nothing like a coming of age movie because, yeah, they struggle, but there's just so much more things, more things underneath just the surface, more, you know, things that teenagers and young adults battle with on the daily, even younger children. Like, it's not just one steady ride, if that makes any sense. But also keep in mind that growing up isn't all about comparing yourself to Disney Channel. It can be beautiful and harsh. And all in all, it's a way of discovering yourself, good and bad, which is why I said beautiful and harsh. (laughs) From when we are born to now, we are constantly learning and developing ourselves as humans. I think the most important thing that I can say that if it makes you happy, it doesn't have to make sense to others. And how your life feels is more important than how your life looks. I know that it's so easy to give up on hobbies or passions that we have within ourselves because it doesn't fit certain trends or it's nerdy or uncool. It's so easy to give up things or if you're living life and you're not harming anybody else and you feel great it doesn't matter how your life looks from the outside just the same as describing a person right you can be the most beautiful person on the outside but you can be an ass on the inside right so what matters more is how you are on the inside than what you are on the outside and that's so important Because you can't live your life through the eyes of others. It's just, we have like very few, we have very precious time on this earth and we don't realize it and we take it for granted. So live your life how you want to live it. As long as you're not harming or hurting others, then go for it. And if you feel good, go for it. If it makes you happy, it doesn't have to make sense to others. I know that growing up in high school can be difficult with the standards of society like I've stated a million times in this podcast, having to look and act a certain way to fit in alters the course of our identity that changes each year as we grow. Personally, I have found that growing up means being honest with myself, 
So asking questions like, what do I need? What do I feel? Who I am? It's about filling those questions each year of your life. One of the hardest things about growing up is expectations. But before I get into that, what I mean by asking these questions is each year our needs and our identity in general changes. Therefore, we have to learn how to respond differently, which is basically why like I was trying to find good quotes to fit growing up. And most of them were just like, growing up is a learning process. And I know that's cheesy. And I know you're probably like, probably, <laughs> oh my God, I know you're probably like, duh, Grace, everyone knows this. But it's seriously so true. Each year you have to learn and change in order to fit these questions. Because my needs from this year are so much different than what I needed last year. All right. And then what I was saying before is one of the hardest things about growing up is expectations and the baggage that comes with it. Let me explain. We all, when I say all, I mean we all have experienced realistic expectations at some point in our life. We've experienced things that are realistic to fit, such as being kind to others and, you know, helping out, things like that that are realistic. And that's great. We've all experienced them. But you know what else we've all experienced before too? Is unrealistic expectations, which have followed us around from the ages one to now. Like, it's crazy. And these unrealistic expectations, regardless if it's from family, school, society, or our friends, are super impactful. From such a young age, we are demanded to do well in school and be prepared to make a major life choice at just the age of 18, which is pretty young to have everything figured out. You have to decide what college you want to go to, what you want your career path to look like, and some people I know have it figured out. Some people are so excited, but for me, and since the age I can remember, this has literally caused me genuine fear. If I'm being completely honest, I have no idea where I want to go to college, what I want my career to be, what I want my life to look like, etc. The only thing I do know is that I want to travel. But of course, with that, we are told in order to do so, we need to have a good and flexible job, which is a whole other topic in itself. The fact that each year and the more years we start to grow, we are supposed to know more and more about the little details of what we want to do with our lives, which causes major anxiety for many, including myself. It's so stressful. It seriously is. Like, I will go to my annual, you know, you have your annual doctor's checkup every year, and every single time the doctor asks me, so, like, what do you want to be when you're older? How the hell should I know? Even some adults I know don't have a clue on what they want their life to look like. And most of the time I just respond with, oh, maybe something in the mental health field. And I don't know, like, obviously we know that mental health is one of my passions. I love advocating and learning about it, which is why I'm sitting here in front of a microphone talking to my podcast. But I couldn't tell you which college I want to go to. I could not tell you what certain types of things I want to study I couldn't tell you if I wanted to be a therapist. I have no idea. And my friends will tell me sometimes like, oh, yeah, like I'm looking at these colleges and stuff. And it really freaks me out. 
because I don't have a clue. Like, I have no clue. And even decisions such as driving, now that I'm 16, and getting jobs tend to literally make me feel sick in the stomach. Most of my friends, well, pretty much all of my friends, actually, are either have their permit or literally getting their license, driving, whatever. And most of my friends, too, also have jobs. I have not even thought about driving yet. I, first of all, have just had so much on my plate with this podcast. And also, around the time of my birthday, I, you know, had sports and school and finals. Like, I just really haven't had time to think about it. I'm sure I'll start driving sooner than later. Like, I'm sure it'll happen soon. And I'll probably, I'm thinking about getting a job in fall. But, like, it's just so stressful. And I feel like things are just moving so fast, which is why everyone says time flies. But it's seriously crazy. Sometimes I wish I could go back in time to kindergarten and be little again with little worries and less responsibility. But that's super funny and ironic, considering that when we were all younger, we all wanted to grow up so fast. I was so excited to drive when I was like five in kindergarten. I wanted to have, well, I wanted to have a pink Barbie Jeep. I don't see that happening now, but I was so excited to have a job and grow and stuff. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm not excited to, you know, discover my future or have a job or live on my own. Like, I'm so excited for all of that. But it's the fact that society and school just put so much pressure on us to have it all figured out just freaks me out. Like, it honestly makes my stomach drop and I'm not even being like over. I'm not over exaggerating. Like, it makes me feel so sick to my stomach. And I don't have really any advice for that. I know things will play out as they should, and I know I'll figure it all out when the time is right, but I'm like 16 right now. I don't need to have it all figured out right now, and for those who are worried about things like driving and stuff, take your time and do it when you're ready. There's no rush. Also, too, like my mom can take me where I need to go, and if my friends are getting their license, they can be my personal Ubers. Just kidding. Maybe not. Growing up is one of the most impacting things we will face in our lifetimes. Our identity begins to form with each stage of life that we face, which I know I have a whole episode dedicated to identity, so I promise I won't spend too long on it. But the older we get, the more we try to fit stereotypes and or challenges. For example, Dating and the pressure of being in a relationship. I consider that a big challenge that a lot of teenagers face while growing up. I can bet you all my life savings and all the fingers on my hand that I will never date in high school. Like, seriously, I'm telling you right now, I will never date in high school. Like, I can make a bet right now. And I'm not, like, I'm creeping on junior year, so I still have a lot of time, but I seriously don't think I'll date in high school. First of all, I don't think most of the people in my grade are at the maturity level to date, and it's rare for a relationship to make it out of high school, let alone last two weeks. Keep in mind now, if you are dating in high school and you're happy, that is amazing. This is not coming out of a place of jealousy. This is just my genuine opinion, but... Seriously, like, 
there's just so many challenges and things that we have to face in each like I know like each birthday sometimes I'll get asked like so Grace you have a boyfriend yet and that's certain things that are associated with like being 16 and like oh 17 and so on and so forth but we have to face new emotions that grow and develop each year which don't let that go unnoticed that is a huge thing we've been dealing with this since the moment we were born for example I felt alienated and abnormal when it was confirmed that I had depression, OCD, and anxiety just last year. For so long, though, I thought these feelings were normal, and I would follow that kind of stereotype each year, like, oh, you know what they say, the more you grow up and, you know, each year you just become moody and hormonal. That's probably what it is. And for so long, I downplayed what was actually happening. And also, you know, even though I do struggle with more in-depth things, I am just a moody, hormonal teenager. Like, I am. I'm sorry if I lash out. I'm sorry if I distance myself from everyone. I'm struggling. Don't take it personally. That is just basically the teenage starter pack right there. But seriously, though. Please remember that it takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. So many people paste on a mask. Not every day is going to be easy, but as long as you can fight through the bad days, you will thrive on the good days. And I genuinely mean that with all of my heart. And if you are someone who struggles with more in-depth mental health issues, just know that that is making you a thousand times stronger and I know that's so cheesy and you're probably all throwing up in your mouth right now but I really do mean that you know I have said this before but I really wouldn't change anything like a lot of people are like oh I you know I just wish I could get rid of depression and everything but I've learned so much from it and I can see life through a new outlook it's helped me mature a lot quicker. I wouldn't have this podcast if I didn't struggle myself. And I seriously wouldn't change a thing. Each year, I just learn so many new things. And each mental breakdown I have, I learn new things. So seriously, like, try and find a positive outlook to view each situation, even with something like depression. That is my positive outlook is that I learned so much from it and from myself and others. With growing up comes a better understanding of yourself and your needs. Knowing who you really are, you can find out what truly makes you happy. It's purely personal and could be anything from painting landscapes to reading a good juicy novel or listening to great music. It can be bigger things too finding out, you know, what type of people you want to be friends with, um, you know, what study method or whatever school works for you. I don't even know. I can't come up with examples on the spot. But I feel like that is such a great way to phrase it is that really each year we grow, we just are able to understand and better our needs for ourselves. And we're able to respond to certain things in a better way if that makes sense. (laughs) All right, 
To end this episode on a happy note, I want to share some of my favorite memories I have gained while growing up. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you every single memory I've made since the moment I was born on May 20th in 2006. There are some key things that I want to talk about because it's fun to share little stories and it gets it helps you guys get to know me better. So, number one, learning how to ride my bike. I will never forget it. It was like a late summer evening and we have like a private drive, like kind of like a cul-de-sac type of thing. And I would just ride my bike up and down there. But I just remember my dad letting go and boom, I was riding my bike. And I was obsessed with it. I would probably I would get up super early and ride my bike at like the crack of dawn till like midnight. I'm just kidding, but super late. Like I was obsessed with it. And that was I still am. We go on bike rides all the time, but seriously one of the most funnest and just happiest memories I have. One of my favorites is Christmas at my grandma's, which still happens, but it was even better when I did believe in Santa Claus. She would tell me that Santa Claus shipped presents early to her house each year, and I loved it. And just the vibes that I got were amazing, everything decorated. Christmas is awesome. (laughs) My first day of therapy, which was last year, I was so scared. I was so afraid that my therapist was going to be mean, but it turned out to be amazing, and I am best friends with my therapist now. Annual summer trips to our cottage in Canada. We, we used to, we actually ended up selling it this past year, which is sad, but we, since I can remember, have this, had this cottage in Canada in the middle of nowhere, like middle of nowhere in the country, but you could take a ferry into the towns and go shopping and go to the beach and get gelato. Like it was just the best. Adopting Sparky, which is our cat, we get to pick out, like we have a, we have a system i picked out our last cat that we got i think for my fifth or sixth birthday sparky and recently we've actually been looking for a kitten because as you know um my cat simba died in this past actually this past february and i think it's time now that we get sparky another sibling because she's really bored all the time but like i said we have our system so this year It's my brother's turn to pick out the cat, but stay tuned for that. I don't know when that's going to happen, but keep that in mind. Anyways, getting Sparky. November of 2021, when I released my first podcast episode, you guys, I can't believe I'm already on episode 31 right now. Like it's time has flown by and it's seriously so crazy. And the last thing I'm going to talk about my last little memory before I end this episode is my extreme baking phase where I would 99% of the time almost burn down the kitchen. I thought that I was going to be a baker in Paris. That was another phase of my growing up. It's funny because ever since I've grown up, I've always wanted to go to Paris. And I know that's so cliche because everyone does. But like seriously, if you see my room, there's Eiffel Towers and just so many pictures of Paris everywhere. Like I am so excited to go there, but I would always bake. I thought I was going to have a little bakery in Paris, but sometimes the cupcakes would almost catch on fire in the oven. Whatever. (laughs) But please remember that growing up isn't easy, 
but the way you face your challenges and continue learning will make the outcome worth it. I promise you. You guys got this. Don't let the pressure of having to have everything figured out scare you. You're going to be fine. And it's all going to come when it's ready. The universe has a plan for you. Thank you guys so much for listening this week's episode. I love sitting here and talking to you guys. I'm not even lying. Like, it makes me so happy sitting here. I love it so much. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you all next week. Bye, guys.